Hello and welcome to the PhD Life Raft podcast. I'm Emma Brzezinski and today I am talking to the fabulous Graham Green. Graham is a mature PhD student, but he also has a small son. And so in today's episode, we talk about that, how to navigate those two sets of challenges um, and the routines that he's put in place to support himself. So I do hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, hello, uh, good morning or good evening or hello. Depends well, it's good morning to time. you and it's good yes, it evening is. for me. And as I say, because you're in tomorrow for us, you're actually in the triplets' birthday day. So it's quite exciting. I think they're quite excited that we, we can do time travelling. <laughs> You'll be already their birthday. Um, so it's yes. all excitement in our house at the moment. And and as you were saying, it's excitement in your house because your little person may well be getting up soon. Um and we are talking about them today, really, in terms of talking about being a PhD dad. Um, but we're going to get into that in a minute. And I want to start the way we always start, in terms of just asking a little bit about your journey into the PhD and, and how the PhD is for you at the moment. So tell us about that. Well, um, I think the first thing I should emphasize is I'm 57 years old, so I'm, a, I'm an elderly PhD student. To, to we mustn't say elderly, state, though. <laughs> I'm a mature. I'm there mature you go, mature, mature. Yes. Okay, I started my PhD this year. I'm actually in my first year full-time PhD. I, I had the intention of doing part-time, but then my supervisor asked me to go full-time for various reasons. I finished my master's degree two, maybe three years ago, and I had the every intention of going straight into a PhD then. Right. But then COVID came and various, uh, various things changed in the industry, and I had to delay my PhD, so I started this year. But in that process of waiting, I had a little boy. Well, I didn't. My wife had a little boy. And uh, it's been a big adventure since then amazing amazing so how old is your little person now he's three years just turned three years only two months ago such a gorgeous age so he's at that age where he's wanting a lot of attention and asking a lot of questions brilliant brilliant which indeed is what you're doing as well right at the same time (laughs) you're professionally asking questions but the but the trouble is I need to have that concentration time. I need to have yes. the focus. And yes. when I'm sitting at the computer, he doesn't understand that. Yes, yes. Yeah. So there's so this sense of entering into the PhD journey, your life looked very different to it does now. Um, and we really wanted to have the perspective of a PhD dad and what it is like to be a PhD dad. And you've already mentioned this kind of not really understanding what it means when you're sitting down trying to focus. Um, so I wonder if you tell us a little bit more about the challenges and then we'll get into how you navigate them. So we've got we've got the, the challenges of finding the focus time. Anything else that's been particularly 
challenging for you as you've started out? Well, having the uh, my little boy, he, as I mentioned, he's three years old. He doesn't have a long attention span. I, I may set him on a task. I give him some homework, or not homework, some Lego to do or some pictures to draw. He's finished it in five minutes. He wants to do something else. Yes. But I want to be sitting in front of a computer. I want to be reading at some journal articles. But I can't be constantly be interrupted every five or ten minutes. So that's yeah. a big challenge. Right. So as a result, I've, wor- I've worked around that. So now my PhD time is mostly in his sleeping time. Right, right. And are you, so you, you're primary carer, Graham? Most of the time. Right. My wife is here, but she works as well. So right. I'm, I'm sitting at home looking after him. Right, right. So you really have to think about how the day looks. Um, and so how much how much sleep time is there? How 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 many naps can you have in a day? <laughs> or can he have in a day? Well, he's an afternoon nap person and uh, I'm usually an early, early morning person. He right. usually goes to sleep about one one thirty in the afternoon for about two or three hours. But right. by that time, I, I'm brain dead anyway, so I can't do my work. Right. So um, most of the time during the day is non-PhD physical work. I'm doing work in my head, but I'm not doing work on the computer. But when he goes to sleep in the evening, right, maybe 7, 7.30 in the evening, that's when I can jump on the computer and do most of my physical computing work. Right. And that's really interesting instead of in what you said about doing work in your head. Because I think people think they need to be sitting at the computer in order to do the work. But actually, tell us a little bit about what that's like when you're you're doing that work in your head during the day. Well, I've, I read a lot of articles during the night or in the morning. Uh, he's just woken up. He's running to me now. Oh, Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Uh, yes, I do. I read a lot of articles at night, and I may be thinking bad and or having those articles maturing in my mind during the day. And I, if I've got the phone next to me, I might record a few memos saying, "Oh, I've thought about this process. I've thought about that process." During the day, I'm, I might be thinking of work. I might be recording things as memos in my phone, or I might be quickly scribbling notes. Then I can put them down in front of a computer and write to them, write about them that night. But as, as you, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say this, this is a great idea in terms of having, because I think, again, people often think, oh, you know, I need to be able to write things down. But being able to use voice notes, um, that it's it's just there with you. You can literally just speak it. Um, that, and then you're capturing that thought as it as it comes um I think that's a great idea and you can also transcribe those too I guess can't you but but the idea is that you captured them and then when you do get that opportunity to sit down they're there for you yes exactly uh sometimes I also if I'm carrying a notebook with me uh an A4 size notebook and a pen then I can just scribble diagrams or pictures because my my PhD topic is on aviation I need to sort of visualize a lot of things happening in the aviation mm-hmm. sector so and when i'm recording things on my phone i can't visualize a lot of things i have tried various mind mapping tools where i can yes. just draw draw entities and diagrams but they're not as effective as a pen and paper so sometimes mm-hmm. the old technology is better right 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 i love it so you you kind of make sure you've got you've got things with you to record <laughs> um during the day and then yes 
so do you do you plan out um your week or is it very much just needing to go with the flow uh i do have a a, a project plan but it's not that granular it's not down to a day or a weekly level i say i've got to read these few articles in the next few weeks i've got to respond to this article i've got to write i'm I should emphasize I journal every night. Amazing. So what I do Amazing. read, I do I still do find time to journal every night. But again, that is when the little boy, little Luke, is sleeping because I need to journal quickly out of my mind. I can't write a sentence, come back ten minutes later and try and finish that sentence. I can't do that. I've got to do it all in one go. Can you tell us a little bit more about that journaling practice? I'm obsessed with journaling, um, but uh, but people, everyone does it so differently. And I just love to know how how you're doing that. Then you say journaling out thoughts. How how does that work for you? How does that look for you? Well, when I read articles, I read them on my tablet. And I'm using OneNote and a pen. Um, uh, what they call it, Apple Pen, yes. and I, I scribble on that. But I don't absorb that straight away. I might just highlight points and highlight little things. Then I'm thinking about those articles during the day, and if I'm if I had a thought, I, uh, I put it in the phone as a voice recording, or I scribble it down. Then that evening, when the little boy, little Luke, is asleep, I might write up about 250 words for each article I've I've read, and that's my process of journaling. I try and write about 250 words each night per article. Wow, wow! So I try. Actually I try to. But I think this is the, this sense of really then you're really building up a body of work then over if you're doing yes. that five days a week. Well, over a I, week. Won't, I, I won't. I won't. Sometimes the weekends is a no go. I just can't yeah, yeah, do yeah. it on the weekends. Well, I'm, I say I wasn't even expecting that that would be part of it because I imagine yes. with that kind of schedule that you're working every evening and caring during the day, you need yeah. to, you do need to have your recuperation time. But even if you're doing that 250 per article every day, you, you are building up a body of work. Um, brilliant, brilliant. I think um, 250, 250 words is not that much. Well, it's only now, a couple of paragraphs. Exactly. But then if you look at it over the week, because I think, again, people feel often intimidated, don't they, by, oh, I've got to sit down and write now. But if you're doing that every day, that regular practice, it builds up. Um, and mm. before you know it, you're at five thousand words, ten thousand words, because you've you've yeah. done that. You've done that every day. Yes. Awesome, awesome. And um, and so, are there any other discoveries that you've had in terms of finding a rhythm of working um, to support yourself? I've had to change my sleeping pattern. Right. Uh, I normally have an. I normally. Prior to the little boy coming, I was a uh, early to bed, early to rise type of person. When he right. first came, uh, as you're aware, your mother as well, you don't have long periods of sleep. <laughs> you wake, you, you might sleep for about two hours, then you wake up and do the various baby duties, then you have to go back to sleep, and you're you're like a zombie. Yes. So, thankfully, uh, I was just in the final stages of my master's master's degree when that happened. So, uh, and I was just wrapping up my master's degree. And thankfully, I don't know if this is a good thing or not. I, I don't know if it's good to say. Thankfully, COVID came because that allowed me to have those two years, first two years of his life to do those duties. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think, there, you know, there were there were blessings in that. It was, it was a, it's 
been a horrific time for so many reasons but I think we do have to look for the positives where we can find them and having that time that intense time with your little person what a, yes. what a gift is what a gift is that and it is uh yes and so as I was saying earlier my sleeping pattern has changed and now I'm going to bed late uh, he right. goes to bed about 7 seven thirty in the evening I go to bed maybe about 12 which is late for me I know right. some people may think that's a normal sleeping time. Right. But I spend about three or four hours after he goes to sleep doing my intense work. Right. Right. And so that's quite a that you know, that's quite a commitment in terms of the schedule of your day. Um, but it does mean, of course, like you say, that then you get protected time for your work. Mm. Um how does that fit with the other things that you need to do in your life? Because that sounds quite a full-on way of way of working and way of living. Well, yes, it is. I do also do part-time paid work right. as well, right. and I squeeze Blimey. that in. <laughs> I, I squeeze that in, and thankfully, Mummy um, or Luke's mum, my wife, uh, takes after takes care of him then. Right, and and thankfully. My part-time paid work, I won't go into too much detail, but it's mind-numbing. I can just go there and just do my own thing. Right. I don't have to think too much. If it was a um, very memory or mind-intensive work, I I, I don't think I'd be able to cope with this strategy. Right, right. Because, like you're saying, you've got brewing time. Um, that you you can still be thinking about the articles that you've you've read and that yeah brilliant brilliant um so so this is looking this, this the PhD experience then looks quite different I imagine to what you thought it was going to look like <laughs> yes yes uh three years ago or three and a half years ago when I was first thinking about this and I was talking about it with my uh, master's degree supervisor he said great we can roll straight into it and um, I had the process, so I had the thoughts that, yes, it would be a nice, smooth transition. But the little boy came, uh, COVID came, and various other factors changed. So it's a very different process. As you say, it's a very different per- process than what I first thought. And what do you think? Wo- oh, yeah, sorry. But I've worked with it. I've changed my changed my attitude and I've changed my lifestyle to suit. I love it. And you see, that very positive about this, the, the kind of the, the – um, the rhythm that you have and the way that you are embracing all the challenges. Um, I wonder if there have been any nice surprises along the way, um, as well as the challenges. Nice surprises? Yes. Well, my my little boy, he's, he's my I should say my wife is of Asian background and he's, my little boy is picking up two languages fluently, Amazing. Amazing. which is very surprising to me. And when various in-laws come and visit, he can switch between the two languages quite easily. And if he's talking to grandma in in Vietnamese language, then he'll come back to me and talk to me in English language and translate what he said to grandma. And that, to me, is a very, very surprising. He's He's got a lot of books and he... Admittedly, he doesn't read that much, but he looks at the pictures and interprets the pictures. Yeah. So he's picking up a lot of... I think analytical skills at the same time, because when I'm reading and I'm talking and I might be talking to him to, to him about it, he's picking up that those analytical skills, and I'm I'm hoping they'll they'll stay with him all of his life. 
I don't know if that's normal because this is my first time with a young baby, uh, but I just it's a very nice surprise. Amazing, amazing! And it's so gorgeous to hear you talk about talk about that, and that you're you are both on a journey of discovery together. And I think that sense of of um, being able to for him to see your love of learning and for you to see his love of learning and the skills that he's having um, developing, how gorgeous is that? Um, mm. So I'm, I'm aware of time, Graham. It goes really quickly, um, and I'm also aware that you've got a little person waiting for you in the background. So I don't want to. I don't want to take up too much of your time. So I'm going to ask if you've got any top tips for for us for students for mature yeah, for age other students. P- yeah, for other PhD yes. dads. Yes, stick with it. The, <laughs> it's very rewarding. Build up a process. Build up a routine. And stick with that routine. Work around, find the times that work with you and your family and work with those times. And I must stress, stick with it. Yeah. Because I think obviously you had a obviously had a moment of decision in terms of like, do I go ahead with this this PhD? Is this is this the right thing to do? Um, and clearly you've decided, yep, yeah, you've gone all in and found a way of making it work. Um so hopefully this was going to be an inspiration to other people in terms of it is possible. It's possible to do those things. Yeah. Yes, it is. And uh, and I'm happy for you to share my details on your blog if anyone wants to contact me further, ask for further information. But it's um, I do strongly recommend stick with it. Find the routine, get that routine and just stick with it. Love it. I love it. Oh, Graham, thank you so much for your time. Um, I wish you all the very best. Um, Thank you, and happy birthday to your triplets. Too. I know, I know. I've got to go off and wrap a load of presents now. Um, but thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, and thank you all for listening. Oh.